Welcome to the Female Founder Friday podcast, a collection of inspiring conversations with the most interesting female entrepreneurs and small business owners. I'm your host, Lindsay White, and together with my incredible guests, we'll explore the struggles of being a female entrepreneur, the most important lessons, and the future of women leaders in business. You can learn more about me and who I work with at highvoltageleadership.ca. My guests on today's episode are the founders of Calgary's own Northwater, Linda Chung and Sawan Logan. Both of these women are powerhouse business people in their own right, but together they combine forces to create Northwater in 2017. They have a mission to inspire healthier communities, a healthier planet with their Rocky Mountain spring water and a sleek, highly recyclable aluminum bottle. Both Sawan and Linda believe deeply that as entrepreneurs, you don't have to know it all, but you do have to celebrate the small wins. And it's this positive outlook and willingness to embrace change that's kept their business rolling and now ready for growth, even during the pandemic. There's so much great wisdom in this episode. I know you're going to enjoy. Awesome. Well, today I have two incredible guests uh, with me, an absolutely fantastic partnership. I have Linda and Sawan from Northwater, um, two incredible uh, female founders that uh, have a wonderful story. Uh, to tell us about their startup business and um, you know how they're how they're working and growing and building together, and I am really thrilled uh, that both of these ladies are here with me today. Welcome, uh, welcome to Female Founder Fridays. Thank you, thank you, Lynn, Lindsay. Oh, it's a pleasure we're very to be excited. here. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. We're super excited. I, I I think it's wonderful. Thank you for taking some time out of you know growing your really uh, great little business. To, to speak with me today. Um, I, I want to jump right in. I, I don't even know if I know uh, the story of how Northwater and your partnership came to be. So I, I would love to hear how you got started. Well, um, Lindsay, it's Linda here. I'll, I can uh, start with that. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, it's, it all started with a friendship first, actually. Like great, any great relationship is, is friendship first. Um, we met about 12 years ago um, uh, on a non-for-profit board for immigrant women. Um, I was pregnant with my first daughter and uh, someone had just joined uh, to kind of cover my, uh, my treasury duties when I was going on mat leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just became really good friends after that. Um, mm-hmm. We found that uh, we shared many things in common uh, as we're both immigrants to Canada and um, but I think more importantly, uh, we share many of the same values, and that's uh, where it's most important. Uh, you know, the value of integrity, you know, kindness, and just living a, an authentic life. Um, you know, that came naturally to the both of us. Um, for me, Northwater really started kind of in 2017 um, mm-hmm. on a family trip to, North, to Niagara Falls. You know. Um, I was there about 30 years before that with my parents, and this time I brought my uh, daughter and my husband and uh, my aunt with, uh, with us to Niagara Falls on a trip to visit family, and um, it was a, you know, hot weekend, and there was a lot of people at the, you know, National Park in Niagara Falls, and what I remember kind of shockingly was the amount of garbage kind of overflowing from the garbage cans, yeah. you, know, you know, rubbish overflowing, 
and it's plastic bottles just on the ground, you know, mm-hmm. where they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. And then my, my young daughter saw that too. And, and they were questioning why there was no recycling bins and why were, why was the garbage overflowing? Um, I think uh, the more kind of the other noteworthy moments I remember from that trip was, you know, I saw sewage and kind of this sludge on floating on the Niagara River. And yeah. I just said, I don't remember seeing this when I was you know, visiting the, the Maid of Mist 30 years ago. And, um, and so this got me thinking and got me to doing some research about plastic and recycling and how much there is in plastic pollution, and plastic waste. And I, I kind of share this experience with, uh, with, with Sawin and uh, I think, she, you know, she, I think she found her sharing similar kind of experience as well from her trips to the mountains, hiking. Yeah. You know, I think she's found garbage littered, plastic balls littered along the trails. Yeah. And then from her visit to her homeland in Fiji. And I think um, she can probably explain more about kind of her experience of uh, how, you know, North Water was formed. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, very similar to Linda, I too have a, you know, passion for ensuring that we, you know, leave the world a better place. And it is important for us to look after our surroundings. And I love being outside. I love our mountains and I love what nature has to offer us. No matter where in the world we go, yeah. we love to go and see the parks and the beaches and the mountains. And it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a huge part of our life. And so ensuring that that, that can continue to be uh, a place for someone else to enjoy well beyond our time. It's so important. And, uh, you know, the more, I, the older I get and the more I go to these places, the more I recognize that something has to be done about it. And Northwater was the change. And for us, it was making sure that we were doing something about it instead of just standing there, thinking about it, getting disappointed, getting angry and just going home and starting it all over again every time you visited a place. So, you know, uh, this is our change. This was our step to ensuring that we were doing our little part to make the change. Um, and so that was kind of the, the journey and the reason behind the journey. I love that. I love that you both have incredible passion that personally that you bring to North Water. Like your why, your purpose is really personal here. It's, it certainly is. Okay. I mean, uh, I think uh, it, it wasn't an easy decision to make to start a company like any company. Uh, yeah, no. we, both had, <laughs> yeah. we both had wonderful jobs, uh, good paying jobs. Um, but, you know, we just felt that um, if somebody's not going to do about it, something, make a change on a simple thing like putting water in a better vessel, well, who is going to? I mean, we've had many years of plastic bottled water uh, as a product that you can buy off the shelf. Why, why wouldn't we put that in a better vessel that would recycle more than a plastic bottle? So I think, yeah, it, that's really where our passion is, is like, let's just do it. Yeah. yeah. And for some people, like for many people, like there's two types of, in my eyes, at least, there are two types of uh, entrepreneurs. One that, you know, one group that's born to be an entrepreneur, they've done this they start very early and they're constantly looking for ideas to grow and and build and you know have always been on the lookout and never wanted to work for anybody else and always wanted to be an entrepreneur and then there's the other group which I consider myself to be a part of which is the accidental entrepreneur you know you become one because there's something that bothers you you know I read a lot and you know there's something that uh, 
Tim Ferriss says in the four hour work week, and it's about scratching your own itch. Like, how do you start something? Well, a lot of entrepreneurs are born because they have an itch that they want to scratch and there's nobody, no, no other way of doing it. So you create something. And that to me is the accidental entrepreneur where you by accident fall into it because you recognize the need for it. Um, and for us, that was, for me in particular was that. Um, and I think Linda can kind of attest to her part as well. Yes. It's, you know, it's, it's making something happen. So yes, it does. The passion for accidental entrepreneurs, I think we're more passionate just because, yeah. um, you know, the, the drivers are a lot different than just searching to start something. Yeah. It's really starting something that is a problem that you want to solve. I just, I want to agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to acknowledge that, you know, it, it, it goes to show how passionate both of you truly are that you would leave. I mean, you both had successful careers in business in, in fairly significant spaces and corporations. And you are that passionate that you decided to park that to create North Water. Like, I think that bears acknowledging. And I think that there is a lot of, there are a lot of women listening to this podcast that are either they've done that and they totally identify or they're right on the edge. They have that passion <laughs> and they're right on the edge of jumping. And these two women are a perfect example of how you can just dive in and, and make something special happen. So I think that that's really cool. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> and I think for us, it's, we're very fortunate to uh, to have our partners, our husbands, be very supportive. Yeah. Um, I think um, <laughs> that's a huge part of it. <laughs> yeah. um, having friends and family to to there to to cheer you on is is uh, equally important because there 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 are moments of doubt too. You know, for yeah. sure, you're like, should I do this? Should I not? And um, but without the the support and love of your family, your media family, and your friends, uh, I don't think. Uh, we would have done that so easily, you know? Totally. I get that. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have yeah. your cheer. You gotta have your cheer team behind you. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. We all need it. We all need yeah. that. Totally. Your moral support. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So tell me what, like you've been doing this for a couple of years. Tell me what you, you know, what kind of mistakes have you encountered? What kind of obstacles are you seeing and have you, had in your business so far? Well, mistake for us, I think it's as a, as a new company, as a startup, you don't have enough history of anything. So, you know, there's only one, one, there's only one thing to do is to either make a decision to, well, it's to do it. And then you learn from that, whether it's going to work or not work. But one of the things you do do as a, um, as most companies, I hope most companies do it, is you, before you start your business, you do a bit of a risk analysis and you say, okay, what, what does my SWOT look like? And what are the threats I'm going to be finding myself in? What are the weaknesses? What am I fighting? What are the potential things that could go sideways? And like any company, we did the same. Um, and the biggest mistake we made was we uh, didn't think through. We forgot COVID in that whole thing. So, <laughs> like, like how? I, I don't know how we could have done that, but that is just so, like, I it's, it boggles my mind that we were so silly. We never thought of COVID. Yeah. So here we are. So I mean, what a, me, what a curveball. <laughs> what a curveball. But that to me will always be like, holy, like 
we would have as a company thought, yeah, you know what, um, you're going to lose customers. People always lose customers. You'll gain customers. Uh, a company that carries your product might shut down and will not exist after that. Could be a big customer too, but you'd never say everything around me is going to shut down. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something you can never plan for. And we didn't plan for it. And that to us was, I, I jokingly say, is a mistake. Um, but it's, it's, you know, the one thing that um, was our lesson and uh, anything can happen. It's business. Anything can happen. And the whole world can shut down on you as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all learned that one this year, haven't we? I totally have. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think we told you, uh, us, or to the audience who, who doesn't know about the history of Northwater, Northwater uh, started in March 2020. You know, we, uh, we launched in March 1st and you know, 15 days later, uh, there was a lockdown province-wide, Canada-wide. So, you know, the first year was pretty tough for us, um, yeah. trying to stay lean, trying to get sales, um, trying to get noticed because we're a new brand. So, yeah, it's, I don't think uh, uh, Salvan's, you know, understating the, <laughs> oh. you know, the severity of that screw up, but it's not, it's not a screw up, but it, it's something no. that any business has to deal with you know a new business is so challenging but dealing starting a new business in a pandemic is extra challenging uh, you know and i i think a testament uh to the fact that here you are uh it's it's may of 2021 might not have this episode out and you know until uh later on this year but uh here you are still standing both of you yes with most of yes. your yes. goals like nobody's you know nobody's had to be committed just yet uh, you still no. business. Yeah. Nobody's lost their mind. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, you're still, st and you're still a partnership. Still a great yes, we partner, are. Yes. Right. And we're, we're, we're in over 600 locations uh, today. Yeah. Wow. In the middle of a yeah. global pandemic. Mm -hmm. And yes, growing and still, and growing still yes. and growing and planning. Yeah. And I know that you two have big plans, uh, for the future. Um, and, but what a remarkable, like, I, I just, I think it's important to like, you know, just kind of embrace that. Like you are still standing and still growing and wow, there's a lot of businesses didn't make it and yours did. Yeah. yeah sometimes we, we have to like, yeah, <laughs> step back and think about that. You're like, yeah. we're so, sometimes very hard, hard on ourselves. And, you know, we, we want to be in certain milestones at a certain place, uh, you know, just because we're finance folks too. And there's metrics and numbers we want to meet, but, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and you're like, well, yeah, that is true. We've only been existing for a year and, uh, other businesses have gone under during this year yeah. yet. We're, we're still surviving. And it, it probably speaks to, uh, to, you know, uh, the, the strength of our product, you know, our, our bottle, our, uh, you know, the, the, what we bring to the market is something very unique and something very beautiful. Yeah, it also speaks to the fact that people want change. We aren't the only ones looking at uh, plastic pollution and rubbish and oh, everything yeah. else around us. Yeah. And that that I think is a is a big testament to where the world is going. Um, and you know, us being in six hundred stores and growing and seeing how people react to our product. Yes, it's a beautiful product, but it's also something. The Chelsea people are willing to embrace because they are ready for the change. The same change is not just Linda and I, two crazy human beings thinking <laughs> that this is a problem. It tells you it is a problem. 
And that I think is a real, it's a statement to be made. And it's something that we all need to think about. Like I think when I think of plastic and I think of plastic pollution, I think of these things being in another 30 years time as you know, more younger folks come into the into the world and start learning more, will be frowned upon no different than smoking is today. You know, when now you see, it's become so rare to see someone smoke. And when someone does smoke a cigarette, you look at them, but oh, wow, that person is smoking. You think about it. Mm. Um, 40 years ago, you would have just walked past someone smoking and wouldn't have mattered because everybody did it. And I think plastic is going to become just that. Uh, it's going to become something that people be like, oh, wow, you're carrying a plastic bag, like a single use plastic, you're yeah. drinking out of a plastic bottle, yeah. because I think that awareness is, is, is coming, it's happening, it's coming at such a fast pace at us, it's getting thrown at us, and it's there, and our sales and our growth is testament to that change that people want to see, and so that that is very comforting and gives me hope for tomorrow because it tells me that we all want a better tomorrow not just for us but for those who are coming behind us yeah. not far behind but they're there and we all want it your passion just shines through you too i think that's just amazing and your vision your you see you see the purpose and the place for north water and and we haven't even talked about this uh, as linda called it a vessel but north water has a really, um, a really interesting delivery method, right? Which is your particular bottle. Do you want to tell tell the listeners just a little bit about that? Because th it is special. Uh, yeah, I can take that on. Yeah. Our bottle is uh, made of aluminum, and it has a resealable uh, lid, uh, just like you know, a, you know, you, you see those wine bottles where you can crack open uh, the, the wine without a you know, cork. So it's the same type of uh, lid. And, you know, uh, it's a beautiful aluminum bottle. It, and aluminum is infinitely recyclable, meaning that, you know, you can melt it down and make it to other things uh, 30 days, 60 days from yeah. when you recycled it. Um, just like a pop and, can. Yes. Like the just way like a pop can. pop yeah. cans all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a pop can. And so, um, it just takes used to the fact that you can't see your water because it's aluminum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not visible. The water is not visible. It's not, the water is not visible, but but neither is your uh, can of Coke, <laughs> unless it comes in a plastic bottle, right? Yeah. right? So so it's just a beautiful bottle. Uh, we're we're very proud of it, and hopefully the listeners can come see the bottle itself by just googling "drink North Water." Yeah. Well, and we'll. We'll get some visuals up because you guys have some beautiful visuals and it's not just about the bottle. The water that's inside of it is that's right. It's, it's incredible water. It's, yes, it's, it is. it's the best water you can get as far as I'm concerned. Totally. I, I couldn't, I could, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because it really is. It is the best water you can get. Um, it's delicious. It's crisp. It's fresh. It's naturally high in alkaline. It's, Canadian and it's from our very own Rockies, untouched, like beautiful. It's it's everything that Canada is and uh, our water is that. It's it's tasty, it's it's a you know, we're so proud to be a part of something in this country that, you know, is still very pristine. Yeah. Um yes, we have we have rubbish lying around, but it hasn't, you know, our glacier is still very clean and pristine and it's still giving us this beautiful water. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's it is delicious and it is the best in the world for sure. <laughs> I just get I get all tingly when you talk about it. It's so awesome. Oh, it, yeah. Another thing to mention about the the vessel, um, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday and we were talking about aluminum and you know just what it means to have aluminum and and the environmental effects of it that people haven't talked about and or are under misconception about and aluminum like any other you know it's mined primary aluminum the first time it comes out of the ground it's actually mined and it is a very huge large energy cons consumer of energy yeah. but recycled aluminum isn't and recycled aluminum has 95%, uses 95% less energy than primary aluminum does. So anytime an aluminum can is used, it's actually way better, um, has a much more efficient recycling process than any other plastic or any other vessel currently used for beverage today. Mm -hmm. And that I think is important for people to understand the, what recycled aluminum means. Um, and when Linda says, you know, aluminum is infinitely recyclable, it basically means it, it's one of those products that the more you recycle, it doesn't lose its its value, doesn't lose its um its composure or its its how good a qual its quality basically right. doesn't. Right. Um, and it can be it can continue to be turned into other things. A bottle isn't always a bottle. It could be recycled into any other consumer product or anything else. Right. And the the nice thing about all of it is that it's the most yeah, one of the most highest recycled product out there in the beverage industry. Um, and right. to a point, aluminum itself, there's been, there's over 64% of aluminum that's still in circulation that was uh, introduced in the 1950s. Wow. That's amazing. Right. So it is. And so from an, a re recycled aluminum is actually um, one of the best products to recycle is aluminum because of how little energy it uses. Wow. So that I think is important, important information for people to understand and know. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea. So I'm super glad you brought that up. That's very cool. Um, I want to ask you ladies about, you know, sort of, and you've alluded to this a little bit already, but what have you learned? What have you learned through all of this? Um, we've learned lots actually in this one year. <laughs> Where do you want us to start? Where do you want to start? <laughs> well, I can start. How about that? Okay. I can start. So, you know, uh, this is our first time being an entrepreneur and you know we are, we've always been told that you know be ready for the the valleys and the hills and the ups and the downs and they, they come frequently uh just because you're starting a new business and simply as that yeah and i think uh for us you know what we learned was most most importantly is, is uh, surrounding yourself with a high performing team yeah. you know having people that you know you can trust uh, who are, you know, agile and think like, think quickly on their feet and entrepreneurial in spirit yes. uh, is really important because, you know, you'll have those valleys and you'll make mistakes. And it's, it's, it's great to have a team that will kind of help you get out of those valleys and this makes faster. Yes. Like, you know, you resolve your issues faster because you're all working towards the same goal and trying to get this thing done, move on kind yeah. of thing, right? So I think for us is having that great team really makes uh, the light you know, makes your day-to-day your -day really smoother and just your, your you know, tri tribulations, you know, easier to tackle. Yeah, I love that. You're totally speaking and language. To the, yeah. to the audience, to the audience who can't see Lindsay, because we're probably, everybody's just hearing this and there's no visuals here. 
Lindsay is smiling right away because this is her area of expertise. She's like, yes, from an HR person perspective. <laughs> yes. It's all about the team. All about the people. Hey, it's, all, yes. it's the people it's that about the magic people. happen, right? You can have That's the best right. bottle and the best water in the world. And if you don't have the people to bring it up to life, it, it, it doesn't matter. So love you. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Sawan, I'm sure you have other nuggets yes, to offer. Yes, lay it on us. Lay it on us, Sawan. Well, if, um, nuggets here for me, I think, and what I would like to share and is with everybody, uh, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Like, mm. you know, you got to find, it's such a, it's, it's a, being a startup, you are the business. You know, there's people who start the business. The entrepreneurs are the business. And in, in the valleys and all the excitements and, uh, you know, the craziness that you go through, you sometimes you lose a lot of sleep. You know, there's no such thing as eight to five or nine to four. You, you are working crazy hours. You're stressed all night about everything. So in, just remind yourself that your mental health is so important. You are the business. Um, you have to look after yourself. You have to learn to find people you can lean on and, and share and someone who can hear you out, someone who you can talk about your weaknesses to without holding back. So there's a few things to recognize and it is you don't have to know it all. I know your investors expect you to know it all. Your customers think you should know it all. Your vendors think you should know it all. You don't have to. And if you don't know it all, there's nothing to be ashamed of. So learn, learn to tap into the vulnerability of yours um, and, and find someone that you that confident that you can share, you know, your crazy journey with that can lend you the hearing, the ear that you need and, and support you. So find the support network. And the most important in all of this to kind of keep your mental health and everything yeah. enjoy the small wins celebrate the small wins with your team yeah because if you don't celebrate the small wins the bigger bigger achievements will be even more rare to come by because you keep chasing and the stress won't let you get there yeah. so look after your mental health be vulnerable enjoy those small wins celebrate them and just be so grateful and put all your energy to behind the small wins so you can go after the big ones afterwards yeah I think actually, my nugget. I, I, you know what? I think that that's uh, for all of that is fantastic advice, but I, I really like that we forget to celebrate the little stuff, right? Mm -hmm. so daily, mm -hmm. Like what's the success here? And we're always, you know, we've got big plans, right? We got big goals. We got the KPIs. We got all that stuff for all these metrics, right? But we do, we kind of get, we kind of lose sight of, um, that celebration, because we're always on to something bigger. So I, I actually think that, that that is a really beautiful little nugget uh, of advice that every entrepreneur, particularly female founders, I think we're particularly bad at that, right? Mm -hmm, I, think, yeah. I think we really are. So I, I really, I really appreciate everything you said. And, and that one, it was a highlight for me. Um, what about you, Linda? What little nugget would you want to leave everybody with today? Well, my little nugget would be just to, um, you know, believe in yourself really. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's hard to, sometimes hard to believe in yourself because, you know, you've never done it before, but, uh, I think if you've got the right partner, like luckily for me, I have yeah. someone, <laughs> we really believe in each I'm other too. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I think just being your authentic self 
And uh, but if, once you believe in yourself, it just comes out naturally. You come across people who just sees that, yeah. and and they'll they reciprocate. Like we we come across customers who we share our stories with, and they're like, "Wow, you know, I can't believe you guys did this." And you're just, you're just so surprised that the amount of uh, generosity and authenticity that people give out when when you when you give the same. Yeah. And so, and when you believe in yourself, it really comes across naturally. Um, I think um, I think that would be my little kind of nugget. I and and you know, don't don't lose sight of your vision, what you're working towards, yeah. that goal, yeah. that final, that 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 at the end of the day. And I, for me, I'm like, you know, I'll tell my friends this and everybody. If I had to start this all over again, I'll still do it with the same people. I'll still do it with Linda by my side, because we're. I'm just so grateful that that's, you know, who I've partnered with. And I would not change that because no matter what, we're, we're both bring complementary skills to the yeah. table. We're very different. But the one thing we both know is that no matter where we are and what we do and what we're going through during the day, we know our end goal is the same, that we both share the vision and our vision as a company and as people, the two of us is the same. So no matter how crappy the day is and, you know, what you're doing and yeah. how poorly or well things are going, don't lose sight of that very end goal that you're working towards and that vision that you have, because that's, that's what's going to drive you. Yeah. So yeah, it's important to kind of keep moving in that, Love in it. that direction. Love it. Love it. You ladies are, uh, I, I just, uh, I, I love speaking with you. I've been so um, honored uh, to be able to spend some time with you, you know, over this last year or so with your business, it, it, it's been absolutely fantastic having you here today. You've shared so much incredible stuff. Um, your passion is absolutely palpable. I'm sure everybody that listens to this episode is going to feel how passionate you are about Northwater and about the change that you are creating in the world. Uh, they're they're going to feel that vibration. I know they are. Um, and I am super grateful that you would take time out of your busy schedules, growing your business, uh, to come and talk with me and to share your story and your passion uh, with everyone that listens. So thank you so much for your time today. I am so grateful. Thank you. To everyone tuning in today, thank you for listening to the Female Founder Friday podcast. I really love Sawan and Linda's message of believing in yourself no matter what. I think that's such an important message for every female entrepreneur. And I'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please feel free to share your thoughts in the comments. You can find Sawan and Linda on Instagram at drinknorthwater. And of course, you can always connect with me at High Volt Leadership. The Female Founder Friday podcast has a goal to reach a thousand listeners. And it would mean the world to me if you left this episode a five-star review and shared it with your friends. Let's build up a thousand female entrepreneurs. Thanks again for being part of the show. And please connect with me at any time at highvoltageleadership.ca. See you next week.